What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast. Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. We, this is our second stab at it, but I think we got it this time. Uh, special shout out to Viking Prince for helping us out with the any interruption on that. Uh, this is Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, along with Angry Nick. This is Game Source Podcast number 134 on yourgamesource.com and Game Source on Facebook, at Game Source on Twitter, Game underscore Source on Twitch, and Game Source on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. And we're in the middle of the biggest window for games of this year. And it was. Big titles released such as Black Ops 3, Fallout 4, and of course, Rise of the Tomb Raider and upcoming Battlefront from Star Wars. It's going to be a great time for video gamers. Nick, do you have a gift that you just got? UPS, baby. UPS, I'm sorry. Post office is closed today. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, sounds good. All right, and so we got it. You've got your Fallout 4. Uh, Fallout 4 from Bethesda. It has been a big title since it's been talked about, since it's you know, all over the place, all over streaming, all over the world. Everybody's talking about this. They're talking about that. Uh, the big, huge game world that Bethesda has created once again that's just released. It Obviously, a big topic of conversation. My question to you is, are you going to be worried about the bugs that might hamper your enjoyment uh, as far as for Fallout 4. Because for me, Skyrim, which everybody just lauded over, was great. But Bethesda, because of sometimes you run into bugs with them, I got no bug. I couldn't get stuck out. I couldn't get out of. And I just, for me, I dropped the game after that. Oblivion, I had no issues with as far as bugs, getting around them, not a problem. Played 100 plus hours of it. Fallout 4, is that going to be a problem with you? as far as bugs are concerned. And should we give Bethesda a pass every time that they come out released with so many bugs? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, at least from my experience with the previous fallouts, 
you know, when 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 you deal with a game on a, a very large scale like Fallout, you know, I, I I think the expectation should almost be there's going to be bugs, there's going to be technical difficulties. I mean, uh, take um, uh, I'm like drawing a mind blank on uh, what the other one was that we uh, we got a uh, copy from from Evolve, um, zombie one. Damn it! I'm drawing a uh, I'm drawing a mind blank on that one. A- anyway, so I was gonna I was gonna make an example, but um, you know I, I think when you're dealing with anything that that has a an open world as vast as Fallout, you know you're the the expectation when you get it and when you pop it in the system is it's gonna have technical problems, it's gonna have bugs, and and it's not just you know focus so much on hey that's a problem with Bethesda's games. It's just when you're dealing with a vast open world. There's there has to be room for error, and I don't think that's going to hamper my experience with Fallout. I, I I was stoked about it from the time that I heard about it, and and I am not any less excited from some of the small technical issues and the bugs that I've heard. I I think Fallout is going to be just as great as it always is. Um, I don't think it's going to ruin my experience um, because I don't I didn't build up an expectation that this game is going to be the 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 epitome of perfection. It's just uh, I think where my problem is going to run into is if, if during my experience with the game that it starts to impact, um, impact it on a more uh, mechanical level in, in terms of hampering my progression through the storyline or affecting the game in any way to where I can't progress. I think that is at that point is where it's going to shave off some points off the top. Um but it, I, I think overall, I, I, again, not to not to beat not to beat a dead horse, but again, the same thing as I as I just said a couple of times. You just might be able to do that in Fallout Four, by the way. <laughs> I I just think it's it's already looking to shape up to be a great game. Uh, I, I think I don't know that it looks that much different to me. It just seems like obviously it's it's in a new. Uh, a new kind of era and a new world and a new. And that's one of the issues I have with it because it doesn't look that far removed from Oblivion, which is a ten-year-old game. So uh, I mean, it, the the depth of the game and the and the space and the vastness of the game is is unparalleled in my my opinion. Uh, you know, even GTA might might take some lessons as far as the vastness of the game, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to the visuals and the facials and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, something's obviously, you know, in these Bethesda engines that they, when they create these vast worlds, uh, something, I guess, is sacrificed. And I, I guess one of those is those complexities of the actual uh, uh, character models uh, and sometimes building models as well. You know, it, it when you create those vast worlds, I guess some things have to, to go by the wayside. Is that, you know, would that not be correct? Well, I, I mean... I- Looking as far as my perception on Fallout 4, looking at the game, I mean, I guess logistically, if that's even really the the appropriate term to use for what I'm trying to describe, aesthetically, it looks the same in in some respect to Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. It's almost like um, an expansion. Um, So, I mean, when Fallout 4, even though it's a, it's, it's a, it's the new iteration to the series. I 
I, I think aesthetically it looks very similar. It has the same feel as the other fallouts. And I, I, I guess what is I'm that a good to, thing? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, but you know, I, I, I'm in, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle on it because it's, it's not necessarily that it's a it's a bad thing, and it's not necessarily that it's it's a good thing. I think uh, it's kind of a crapshoot because, in in some respect, it sounds like your ability to um, they they've kind of upped the ante a little bit with some some other attributes and some other uh, modification systems that they've kind of integrated in the game to to add a more comprehensive. Um, I, I think your ability to to manipulate, to mod, to to utilize your environment, to you know they they've made improvements in some respect, but in in another respect, the environment and the aesthetics and the 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 overall gameplay has remained consistent. So I, I don't I, I don't know. It, it's kind of it's in a way it's kind of a bad thing because it's almost as if they added some new features rehash the environment and throw out a new game, you know, but in, but in another respect, they made improvements in areas that they needed to make improvements in. It's a new world. It's a new storyline. It's a new plot. It's a new experience, but in essence, it's still just an expansion to existing or pre-existing fallout world. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of impartial on that. I can't really give my full opinion on it until I play the game myself i i just think fallout is fallout there is a level of consistency that is that follows through with fallout 3 fallout new vegas and now fallout 4 um you know so i i i don't know i i would have to offer insight on that one once i've actually played it okay and uh that you will and you will be streaming many hours of it on the game source twitch channel i hope mm-hmm. i will Okay, now that you have the correct information. Yes. Yes, yes. But we won't go there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it is going to be a great title. It's uh, a big seller. Uh, obviously, uh, we've talked about it on our previous podcast, uh, the Halloween podcast. I know when the guys got together and had their thoughts sales-wise, I think it's going to be a very strong seller indeed. One of the, the top five games sold over this holiday period, I think without a doubt. Um, I know Black Friday is coming up and with our Black Friday page that's exclusive uh, stuff for gamers that you want to take a look at as far as the sales and leaks that have gone on. Uh, obviously, if, you know, Fallout 4 is going to be predominantly mentioned among those as far as uh, uh, places that are trying to promote. So uh, anyways, uh, you know, one of the other games that came out on Friday is uh, Call of Duty 3, Black Ops, a uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I should say, um, um, as far as it's concerned, came out Friday to, to obviously some big sales, including uh, Activision saying it's one of the, the, it was the biggest entertainment launch of this year, totaling out over $550 million worldwide, um, yada, 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 press release, press release, press release. That being said, uh, reviews are middling. Uh, my review is coming up at the end of this week for it. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be there. Um, and, and you know, one thing I will say about the game as well, it, it does provide a lot of value as far as it's concerned for the consumer and that it offers a lot of different things for it to do. 
um, but it may uh, not have that one particular nook and cranny that you might like as far as that will grab you and hook you. Um, that being said, um, the the with the big launch of the, uh, the big release of it, um, although the numbers may uh, you know um, point back to to some Call of Duty releases um, in the past with with Modern Warfare and others that might have generated the same amount or if not more. Uh, I do I do know that it is um, as far as sales wise a little bit stronger than the past couple of years. Um, your thoughts on where the Call of Duty series is going, and do you see the legs? Uh, for this one staying on it for the rest of the year because that's where really Call of Duty gets its uh, you know a lot of its money is gets a lot of it up front gets uh, a decent bit over the holidays but really they stay in the top five sold month after month until the next iteration comes out top ten actually so uh, uh, your thoughts on Call of Duty as far as this concern Black Ops 3 and whether or not you will think this iteration will still have the legs which has been one of the keys for why Call of Duty has predominantly been the biggest seller each and every year. I, I mean, you've you don't need me to you don't need me to to get into that whole bit. You know how I feel on the rehashing and re-release, and I I I think Call of Duty Black Ops Modern Warfare. I, I think it's I think it's outrun its 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 course in its life. You know I. I you know, I, I just kind of, you know, um, I, I kind of just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I think throughout the history of this year, as we're kind of approaching the fourth quarter, um, I, I don't know that, are we, are we trying to gear the gear my answer to the right thing here? Are we talking more like game of the year? like game of the year stuff as we're summing up, or are we just talking about just the consistency in sales or consistency in sales for the, for the most part, you know, when it concerns uh, the call of duty, the reason, one of the re you know, reasons why they are still number one year after year after year uh, is because the legs that each release seems to have over the period of the entire year, because of the familiarity of call of duty. Now this iteration, uh, while it started off, you know, better than previous iterations, it has uh, earned a Metacritic, which means, you know, I'll, I'll put it to you in terms of the movies as far as it's concerned. Um, when they talk about cinema scores uh, on the first weekend of movies, uh, the Peanuts uh, movie, which just came out, that has garnered, uh, you know, pretty good review and a strong cinema score of A. So, so most met, uh, movie analysts will, are predicting that the movie will have legs throughout the rest of this holiday season. Whereas something um, maybe that that started out strong, a movie might have a B, B minus, C plus cinema score will conversely uh, just die out strong uh, week after week, and second, third, fourth weekend sales uh, will be dipping like that. So let's put this and that putting that in that context. Do you think this might be the point where Call of Duty might see a substantial drop off in its five, six? 10 month, uh, over year lifespan. Well, I, you know, I, 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 quite frankly, my, my opinion on the, the, the way that I think the call of duty series, it, it needs to just stop. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, enough is enough. I, 
I just, how many, it's just like the Madden, the NFL, you know, I, 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 how many of those games do you need to come out? There's just no, there's not really any significant changes. And, and I don't know in terms of consistency in sales, unless they start wheeling and dealing Black Friday deals with, which you, you, you know, they probably will. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you would probably know better than I would as far as Black Ops is concerned, but you know, it, it's, I don't know if it's going to be in the top tier for sales, but you know, then again, I, I, I could be, I could be mistaken on that. I, I just think that there may be so many other games released throughout this year. And especially with fourth quarter, you know, with Tomb Raider and Metal Gear Solid and Fallout 4. Um, I, I think they have, uh, they have a lot of competition and I don't know if, if sales wise, if they'll, if they'll be up in that top tier, um, but you know, again, come Black Friday in the Christmas season, if they start, you know, doing bundles and they and and they, you know, drop the price down to like thirty bucks or something for the game. I, I mean, you you might see some small spike in sales, but I don't. I think the other titles are are going to trump it. I, I think, you know, to some point, I think people are just getting kind of burnt out on, on Call of Duty. I mean, there's there's just it's the same thing. They just keep rehashing the same game. New maps, they add some zombie stuff to it. It's basically the same freaking thing they're re-releasing every year. So. Uh, I kind of disagree with you um, as far as it's concerned. I, you know, the game itself, is it is what it is, but there's such familiarity with Call of Duty, I think that uh, personally, I think, you know, uh, a lot of people still will transition towards it and still try to, to make it a, a very popular purchase. Uh, not only for this holiday season, but but continually uh, going forward, I, I think where you may see it as far as you know the six month to to twelve month period, you may see sales uh, dip um, because of the 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 lack of quality as far as overall that that some people are seeing. And like I said, I haven't put out my review review yet, so I'll have my thoughts on it hopefully by the end of this week. Uh, I actually already have it written out; just want to be able to post it. I know we got a lot of great reviews on the site already uh, that we've been trying to post. Uh, you know, uh, Jeremiah has his thoughts on Undertale, uh, Triforce Heroes from Steph Tafu, um, Rob from Nintendo Quest. He just uh, went through and and shared his thoughts on Divinity: Original Sin. I know Halo Five from Josh is also up there as well. So so got a lot of stuff there. And I'm, but I love to put my thoughts in on Black Ops Three. Uh, I think I'll try to do those sneak, sneak that in. Um, but yeah, I think your part where you'll see it because of those middling scores and whatnot is on the back end, but I don't think this holiday season, I think you're still going to see it as one of the top games and it doesn't get discounted because it's November released. Uh, for most part, November releases do not get discounted on the black Friday deals. Uh, and that will include battlefront that'll include fallout four. Uh, we're already seeing it on leaked, uh, ad images that, uh, they are not being discounted. Uh, and traditionally, November games usually have not been tr- uh, discounted very much at all. Uh, so definitely, uh, uh, think still that that being the case, Call of Duty is still going to be wanted by a lot of individuals, um, a lot of casual players, because it reaches a casual audience that um, a lot of games don't. Um, but Battlefront, I think this holiday season will be the game uh, to beat as far as sales wise uh, is concerned, because I think of all the Star Wars hype. Uh, that it has garnered. So that being the case, um, 
just a lot of great stuff still to talk about. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is Street Fighter V. Street Fighter, the reason why Street Fighter V can't, comes up at this point in time of the year is just recently it was announced that, that Street Fighter V on several of its female characters are, are going to tone it down a bit. And to me, this was quite interesting because I've, I've noticed other uh, JRPGs and, 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 things that, and games uh, from Japanese developers when they're transitioning their games out to the Western audience are starting to tone down uh, due to vocal complaints or due to concerns or, or whatnot uh, as far as tone down their female uh, physiques, forms, dress, what have you. Um, is this a transition that you're going to see continue? Um, because we are, uh, you know, you and I, as far as we, what we've covered from JRPGs, it's a cultural issue um, and cultural uh, choice that's made in Japan as far as how they want to 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 treat and deal with the, the female form, the female images, uh, you know, in their games. But we hadn't seen usually uh, remarkable changes or modifications in that for West when it's been released to Western audiences. That focus seems to be changing. Uh, do you seem do you see this transitioning even further, or do you see it uh, as just as anomaly at this point in time? You know, I, I it, it's I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, I, you know, I, I I think with the just the evolution of the era that we're that that we're in, you know, it, it, I mean, take TV as a perfect example. Uh, you know, uh, five six years ago. The level of censorship and and what taking five years ago and then and then fast forwarding to today, you know the the level of censorship and and what's allowed to be on on television has has drastically evolved and I think I think it, when you apply that same physic uh, that set, same set of physics rather with the gaming industry. You know, when, when you're taking, um, you know, the, 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 the Eastern, you know, culture and, and you're, you're migrating that cultural perception and um, uh, just the, that, that design and, and when you're, you're bringing that to the West, I, I think, it, you know, I, I think I think gaming is a uh, is a universal thing. It, it's it's not. I don't think it's relative. You you have you have you have gamers here in the U.S. You have gamers uh, all across the world who who share a universal concept of whether it be sex, whether it be uh, graphic uh, material, and and really to 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 censor that or to to tone stuff down based on you know uh, a small part of the population that's absolutely outraged by the uh, by the graphic and maturity level of these half naked women really you you got your freaking thirteen year olds coming to R rated movies with you in the movie theater and you're griping and complaining because you can see a little extra. Or, or whatever in the, uh, you know, or cleavage. In, give me a freaking break. I, I mean, I, I think that is the most asinine, you know, I, I, I just, give me, it, it, to a certain extent, cut the bullshit. I, it, you know, get with the, this is this is just, you know, I, 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 I just think with the, 
with the evolution that we've seen over the course of the last five, five to five to ten years, I, times have changed. I mean, we're we're in a digital age and technology that, you know, and I take, you know, pornography and things of that nature that that's so prominently on the web now, versus when when it was not as available, you know, years ago. I, but I mean, you know, you don't you don't see people uh, that many people crying in outrage about that. You know they're they're happy because it's more accessible on the web. You know, so I I don't I don't know. I I think when you're when you're dealing with with something like that, I I don't know that. I I think maybe it's a little bit too early to tell. I just think there there's just been a lot of of a lot of evolution, and there's been a lot of change in that respect. And I think, um, you know, if anything, I I see you know I see a a graphic representation and you know, uh, a, a much like darker, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the word to use uh, a much more darker and grotesque, uh, you know, I mean, take, uh, uh, take, what is it? Um, uh, the Dawn, what's what the game that recently came out that that's similar to the horror until Dawn until Dawn. I mean, take, take that as a perfect example. I mean, they're talking about toning down the 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 sexual suggestiveness and maturity of of Street Fighter. Yet you got some freaking psycho going around, you know, brutally torturing, killing. What is is there some misconception here of what you, you know? Something I I just you take that and then you apply, even though it's it's not necessarily on a on a sexual maturity necessarily in that particular uh, example. You know, I I just don't really get, I don't really get, I don't really get the the motivation behind that because it's just with with the rapid changes that we're seeing culturally and and just in, in our environment, you know, even within our own homes, uh, what's accessible on TV and on the internet, I, I just don't see the, um, I I don't I don't know, I think it's too early to kind of tell if that's going to become a new trend um, because you, you know what's unfortunate is is that when when you there's changes that are okay when you're when you're transitioning from 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 one culture to another but you don't want to get to the point where these changes are really are altering the whole experience of the game and are changing the components and changing the 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 makeup of a game that we we may traditionally know to be one way and, and it's it's being altered and changed to where it's not really the same game anymore. And and, and I know that might sound confusing, but what I mean by that is that we see Street Street Fighter as something we've grown up with, and and just kind of hey, that's Street Fighter, you know, extra cleavage, triple size boobs, half naked people, you know. But then like you take Street Fighter now, and it's kind of like what what happened to Street Fighter? This 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 isn't what like this is what we grew up with. This isn't the same game anymore because of the level of censorship and everything else that, that transformed this game into something that it's, it's not, it's not the same game anymore. So, I mean, I, I definitely hope that we don't see it involve evolve to, to that drastic of a change. But I think with certain things like particularly like these circumstances, I, I think it's a little too early to tell if that's going to be a, a change we're going to see more consistently and more universally applied to other games. I'm going to say this. Until Dawn, first off, is a loving tribute to those hack and slash movies. 
Um, <clears throat> and that's why it is the way it is. Um, it is uh, a different game because of that. It is a game that works very well because of that. Um, it is a um, game that, that basically, you know, just plays it exactly the way um, those Friday the 13th slasher movies are because that's what it essentially is. And that's why it is a very, very solid game. And, uh, core, you know, it will about be considered probably by us one of the games of the year because uh, it's so, it comes so stri- strongly recommended from our, our friend Doug at Retro City Games. Um, but I will say this. Anything that presents the female form in a more positive light uh, is, is welcomed by me, and I know a lot of other individuals as well. Uh, the accentuating features uh, that are unnecessary – uh, that we accepted for a long time in the Street Fighter series. Um, I'm glad for the change, and, and I like to see it going forward. And I like to stop seeing these these demeaning images all the time of, of the female form. Um, and and but, they then, don't, but, but Gerald, they don't they don't necessarily have to be demeaning though. I mean they. But, but they are in a lot of cases. They are. You know, people. Are, you know, the, female gamers are now comprising of of of. Uh, a substantial amount, if not, you know, at least half of the actual gaming community is now females. So why not court them in a more positive fashion that's more reflective of their community as opposed to to these distorted images that we've had uh, for for so many years that that obviously have have you know that, that I understand the Japanese culture and obviously I since I'm not a part of it I cannot say how they go will go ahead and, and treat the games in their environment mm-hmm. but bringing it into our environment it should be more reflective of our culture and our society and and should be you know send a better message and a more positive message to everyone who plays it not just one segment of the population I I but, you know, and and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. I mean, I I, I think if I understand what you're saying is is that you know instead of you know like you said like degrading them and and in such a way um, to be more respectful and and you know I I I I, I get I, I I get what you're saying. I mean, I I, I agree. I mean, I you've got a you've got a girl. I've got two girls. Let's yeah. say they grow up and they become MLG gamers and hopefully make us millions of dollars and, you know, so we can both have our, you know, obviously great mansions, but, you know, need I digress. And, but be that as a mate, let's say they go hardcore into Street Fighter, you know, images and fighting games or whatnot. You know, is that the image you really want them to, you know, is that they, they should feel that they have to be like, as far no. as it's concerned, those augmented mm-hmm. images, you know, those no. extravagant <laughs> Or, or be something right. more that, that they can relate to. You're, and, you're and I'm going to talk about a female. I'm going to talk about a very positive female image that I hear in a second. That that well, you know, that you know has been toned down a bit by Square Enix, a Japanese-owned company, uh, or actually a foreign-owned company that has you know decided to go ahead and do that. And that's Rise of the Tomb Raider. Because, you know, during the PlayStation days, she was heavily augmented and, you know, almost to unrealistic proportions. And now she's she's obviously, you know, been been developed and made with a better sense of the, the public in mind and, and who's playing the game. And but my question is on that, as we'll transition to another series, as far as it's concerned, getting um, moving on to different issue is is Rise of the Tomb Raider itself. 
and and while it, while it does, in my opinion, send a little bit better message to to female gamers and to females uh, as far as how they should be created and made and interact within the world. Um, and obviously, it's it's a great game, and and I will be also providing a review on that early next week. Uh, and my time with it, as far as it's concerned, has been very positive, and, and it's definitely better than the first game. And I thank God they threw out the multiplayer because that was garbage. Um, my question to you is, with the Square Enix exclusivity deal that they made with Xbox One, where it's not coming out on PC for six months, and it's not coming out for PS4 a year, and putting it on a day that, that a certain game show it, what game came out the same day? Fallout 4. Yeah, doing it on the same day that a, a game that is more highly uh, anticipated than your own game was it really a smart move to do that after you know by Square Enix? I think that I think it's going to severely hurt sales. To be I, I, to be honest with you, I mean that's why that's why our discussion earlier was uh, it, it uh, you know I, I think I had asked you before the podcast you know that's it's going to be an Xbox One exclusive and you know you were telling me for at least for you know for the first year but you know which is a disappointment because I was actually genuinely looking forward to. Uh, to, to playing uh, you know, the new Tomb Raider game, it looked it looked like it was shaping up to be a fantastic game. Um, it's it's just very uh, highly disappointing to see that I'm going to have to wait a year to uh, to be able to play that. So I, I think that's very severely going to impact sales. And and yeah, to again to release it on a game uh, or on a day rather that um, you have a game that that has significantly more hype on it. Um, yeah, that that was not that is going to be ill fated to to kind of burn crash a little bit. I think. I know, and it, uh, it's just, to me, it's just, you know, very, very, uh, you know, sad to see, because something, this, this is a game that, you know, I've gone back and forth on, and I, you know, said over the years, uh, since the first reboot came out, you know, well, you know, it tries to be Uncharted, but can't do Uncharted. Well, it, you know, darned, yeah, it actually exceeds, you know, in a lot of ways what the Uncharted series is doing right now, or has done, and it, you know, it's, it looks like it, you know, from my, I'm giving it, I'm giving, probably going to give it a, a really good review. And it's not available to all audiences, especially the largest console, which in hindsight was the probably the first boneheaded idea. Yeah, in a year it's going to be available, but will gamers care? You know how gamers are. You know, they'll, they'll pick up something five, ten years down the line because it's nostalgic in a rebooted form. That's great, but will they, you know, get it in mass when it becomes available? Uh, I don't think so. And they'll probably get it when it's discounted heavily and whatnot. But by then, you know, that that defeats the purpose. So I hope that check was really nice from Square, you know, from Microsoft as far as making it towards them. But to me, it, it looks like that Square Enix, you know, it, how they brought it out in September, you know, when there was a lull period after Metal Gear was out, you know. It, that's different. Okay, uh, slap it there. You would have garnered a lot of attention and gotten a lot of great, you know, some pretty solid sales. Mm. But you know, now that it's being trapped in in this this same window as Fallout Four and Black Ops Three and Star Wars Battlefront, which is yet to come out, which you know is going to be super huge as well, even bigger than maybe all of these titles. You know, that's just going to put. Uh, as you were talking about with Call of Duty, 
uh, it's going to put Rise of the Tomb Raider even lower because it's only available on one platform. And and to me, that that was a mistake uh, on both Xbox and uh, Square Enix's part because you know that's just uh, just not the thing you want to do to a to a great series that uh, really went out of its way to make a really really uh, what seemingly is a darn good game. And I'm just just very very sad that they went out of their way to to put it on such a uh, congested area of time and not let this game stand out on its own. But uh, your final thoughts on Rise of the Tomb Raider? Uh, well, you know, I, I just think uh, in, in, with respect to what we were just talking about, I, I don't think sales are going to be really good on that. I, I think it was a very, very, very poor idea for them to release it um, at the time that they did, especially um, uh, restrictive to uh, a single platform. And, and like I said, it's just it's just a shame that they went and did that. And I think, you know, like you said, it's it's just going to be the the problem with it and why sales will hurt long term. But then again, you know, that I hope that cash they they cash that check uh, for Microsoft and it, it cleared, and that they they really you know it really had a lot of zeros attached to it because, uh, you know, they're, they're going to need it. They're going to need it because that that game could have really been a strong start, especially. I, you know, and I will I will say this. I'm sure that Uncharted 4 coming out this holiday was on their minds when they ori- originally said, yes, we'll go ahead and do the exclusivity deal. So I, I'm going to say that that was probably on their minds, and they, they, they were very concerned with that. Uncharted um, 4 will destroy Tomb Raider. Well, yeah, on the PlayStation 4 platform, because Sony's going to be pitching it all, all the time, but... The problem was, you know, once Uncharted 4 got got delayed, Square Enix, you know, they should have gone back to Xbox and said, you know what, is there anything we can change, make do? Because you now have 30 million, close to, well, you will have 30 million uh, PlayStation 4s. You cannot put your product on until next year. And that might be a year too late in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. And that, that's a shame for them. Uh, and that's that's a shame for the game as well because this is truly truly something that get you know if people are really into the adventure and uh, puzzle solving obviously uh, and and really a good third person shooter uh, this is really an experience that they they need to undertake and a lot of people are going to miss it because of all those circumstances so mm-hmm. shame on you Square Enix shame on you yeah uh, yep yep and the last thing I want to touch on. Uh, because we got Black Friday leaks coming out, and they're coming all over the place, but uh, we're going to save that on our Black Friday uh, episode coming up here. Uh, in, in our next episode, will be a black, touch on Black Friday, as uh, Nick and I will scour the tombs uh, and stores and and all the deals. And um, if you were looking for a great place to find just the great deals for all you gamers, uh, our Black Friday page will have those up over the next few days as well. Uh, so look forward to that. We already have a few up from Dell, from Meyer here in the Midwest. If you're like that chain of department stores, they've got some great deals. Uh, the Dell.com has an amazing deal on an Xbox One package. Uh, and also some Toys R Us Big Book uh, ads are in there as well. But uh, I wanted to give you one last question before we head on out. And it, is this the best time to be a gamer? Um, I... I think so. I think with the, uh, I, I think with the, I think this year's been a really strong, a really strong year. I think we had a lot of really good, um, uh, maybe not a lot. I, I, I think there were a number of uh, uh, 
very solid releases. I think there were some great games uh, this year that came out. Uh, next year uh, has, definitely has potential. And uh, I think this is a good time to be a gamer. For me, um, I could just say this. Uh, it, it's been a great year as well for gaming. It's not been 2007 because I think that was clearly uh, by far and away the best ever year for gaming. And if you have a different opinion, GameSource on Facebook, at GameSource on Twitter, uh, send us a shout out or just send us an email, info at yourgamesource.com. Um, but I think uh, 2007 was the best year for gaming, but this was a very strong year overall. But this time of year right now is, is just like a candy land where you get to pick and choose all this good stuff as far as it's concerned for gaming, uh, whether it's a current game like Star Wars Battlefront or Fallout 4, or if you want a game that's going to be on a discounted price, just wait till Black Friday when a lot of great games, a lot of great games that came out this year are going to be at a heavily discounted price. So I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. We are as well. Uh, we'll keep you in the loop, not only on our Game Source Facebook page, but uh, at Game Source on Twitter with all the latest and great deals. And then, of course, like you said, if you just want one place to concentrate and focus on, uh, yourgamesource.com slash blackfriday.html. Uh, or if you just go to our front page on yourgamesource.com, you'll see the Black Friday. Just hit it. Boom, we're right there. It's going to show all the ads right there for you. Um, as far as all the great deals that we're going to be posting up, because there's a lot leaking every single day. Best Buy just got leaked. Uh, GameStop just got leaked. Uh, you know, all these great, great deals are, are going up. Target just got leaked. So all these great things are going to go up on our site as far as gaming-centric focus is concerned. Um, uh, we won't have all the ads for all the big TVs for, you know, whatever price or whatnot. We're just going to have uh, the gaming focused deals that we think you need to focus on uh, for this holiday season. So uh, any last comments, my friend, because I know you wanted to get me off the air now for over an hour because you've been wanting to play Fallout 4. No, I think uh, I'm excited to play it and uh, I will offer my thoughts in the next podcast. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Uh, the, the original two, uh, of us, uh, you know, 133 podcasts ago. Um, seems like only, well, no, it doesn't seem like yesterday because I've been stuck with you for all these years. But <laughs> be that as it may, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on again, as always, my friend. Uh, hopefully next time you can host and I can provide the scintillating commentary. Um, but this is Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, along with Angry Nick. Uh, again, we're Game Source on Facebook. We're at GameSource on Twitter, uh, where we provide hundreds of stories each week from around the gaming world, uh, including our own two cents with our own videos, reviews, opinions, uh, and other good stuff each and every week, uh, right from all the people who, who so graciously volunteer their time to give us a hand to provide their thoughts on the gaming world. If you would like to as well, we're always looking for volunteer writers, volunteer video people, uh, that whole nine yard stuff, as far as is concerned, just head over to uh, info at yourgamesource.com. Send us a line through there, and then you know we would love to to you know help you live out your dream as far as writing about uh, the gaming world. Uh, we are you know go after uh, a lot of uh, 
you know, gaming codes as well. So if, if you're interested in getting free games, especially if you're into the, the indie games, uh, we get a lot of indie games uh, that come our way uh, that we have to turn down because we're just uh, pretty swamped here at GameSource and YourGameSource.com. So uh, info at YourGameSource.com uh, for any more information on that, if you are interested as well. So we appreciate you uh, joining us on the podcast, whether you were watching via Twitch. And uh, once again, a shout out to Viking Prince. We appreciate his feedback. Uh, thanks to to his help and, and allowing us to get OBS fixed. So we were able to go ahead and, and multi-stream uh, that. Our feed off of uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, appreciate those that were watching on Google Hangouts, watching on Twitch, and that are watching it on YouTube and also being able to listen to it on the MP3 format. So for Angry Nick. See you later. And this is Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives. We thank you for watching. We thank you for listening. And have yourself a great day. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.